Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. So we're uh, week three of the discussion series. Uh, We have very little scripted. Um, Linda was just commenting before we came came to air. (laughs) Came to air. Um, That uh, Linda's got lots of notes. I've got the questions that were sent to us and Jared's got his Bible open. So we've all got Bibles open. So, yeah, gives you an indication of how we all kind of work a little bit. Differently. Um, So the final question, and it's probably a great one to explore and discuss, and many of you would have already been discussing it, was uh, what we have learned during COVID-19 about what is important in our lives or maybe what is not important, whether we want to return to living just as we were before um, some have found in conversation that we're finding more time for people in an old-fashioned way, which is an interesting reflection. So maybe it's a chance to reset our personal and wider scale sense of community. So just before we uh, dig deep, uh, I'm going to ask Linda again to pray, and then we're going to get into the conversation. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that we can be here today. We thank you, Lord, that we can discuss we can discuss amongst each other and that you are present as well. And we just pray, Lord, that we will have listening ears to you, listening ears to each other, that what we say will honour you. Lord God, that you will just be guiding our conversation, that you will be um, leading us to the places that you want us to go, that you will be discovering, you'll be helping us to discover the things that we need to um, press deeper into as well. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God of love that you love us unconditionally. We thank you, Lord, that you just care for us in the smallest way, that you just care so deeply. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Who'd like to start and where would you like to start specifically? I'll start. Oh, really? (laughs) I was going to dob him in this week. That's (laughs) a good idea, but but I'm prepared. Good. Pull the trigger. (laughs) Oh, well, it's just such a really interesting discussion point. So thank you for um, raising this question. And because it, it's been one that everybody's been raising, isn't it? Like it's the, well, in yep. discussions that I've been having, it's just, a lot of people have been talking about it. What does it mean? Where are we going? What are we learning? Uh, what does it mean for where we'll go next? But it's also like both in within church circles and mm. um, and elsewhere as well. I read an article uh, on the ABC News and here's a little quote that was in that. It said, the lockdown has also given people the chance to define the new pace of life or reacquaint themselves with old old hobbies. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah. So things that I've heard of and things that uh, have been experienced in, in my family, well, Jigsaw puzzles, you know, they yeah, really. got sold out. You know, we're, we're even doing one now that's called Wozjig. I think that's how you say it because it's jigsaw backwards. Um, anyway, it's confusing. Um, thanks to the Urquhart family who gave us that one. <laughs> but uh, it's, there's lots of different things that are being experienced that are old-fashioned in that regard. Uh, so uh, yeah. there's the people have picked up guitars that they... Um, haven't touched for years, all sorts of musical instruments, those types of things. So in that regard, there has been a lot of 
picking up the old old fashioned, if you mm. call it that mm. term. Mm. I probably oh. found it more difficult. It's just that well, it's great to read those reflections, but I've found myself constantly needing to find ways to adjust and you you can only adjust kind of a couple of weeks at a time. And then you're adjusting and you think you know what you're going to adjust to. And, you know, the most recent one's an example. You know, it's a bit later than the last three months. But, um, you know, everyone was thinking we were going to adjust to coming out of restrictions mm. and lockdown. And so we're starting to move towards that and that's been ripped out from us. And so I think that's created a level of anxiety mm. in our community. Mm. Um, it's created a high level of uncertainty, probably amplified tiredness, I think. Um my reflection as we started, you know, it's in, we're going into school holidays now, but we started this time going into school holidays and people were really enjoying it for the rest and there was no extra activity. Like not only were you not going to school, but you couldn't do the extra activities and then school came along and everyone felt like they'd been hit with a wet fish um, yeah. at least <laughs> once. Um, so and, and then the other dynamic is, you know, conversations with people – you know, and for me, it's been a real heart burden in lots of ways and I've had it reflected by a number of people. Like you have conversations with people but not, you, that's all you can do, mm. even more so now. Like it's a conversation that happens um, on the phone or um, through letters or emails but, you know, families can't come visit their loved ones who are in care. Mm. You know, I mean, that was that was really difficult for people. And like for me, my role, you know, what we've kept coming into the office just because of the space that mm. I have um, and wanting to care for the families of our team. Um, it's been quite um, draining and disempowering almost. Like yeah. there's a higher level of disempowerment in terms of the ministry that you can offer. Disempowering because you can't minister in the same way that you've always known how? Yeah. 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 Like you can't go up and give people a hug. You can't put yeah. your hand on their shoulder and mm. pray with them. You don't shake their hand. You don't wave. People. You don't tap the people on the shoulder, mm. even just to let them know that you've seen them, kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. and that's. I know that's all from a Sunday gathering. Like it's. But and people's response, like even before we went into full lockdown, people were having you know telling me we're not coming out because our family that's said, right. stay home, stay home, mm. don't have anyone in. So I've you know, my job says that I could go and visit people, but then why do I want to add to the anxiety? Well, you don't because then that's even less caring. Correct. That's even less sensitive to the, yeah. the needs of the people, whether or not you disagree or agree with being in lockdown and being under the restrictions. Um, yep. There's still a need to abide by that and be sensitive to the needs of the people that we're caring for. Yep. And yep. I think that's the reality of actually what's going on in this time is that it is not the same. So you might have some people who are experiencing, you know, oh, I can learn the guitar mm. now and or I've I've found this way of of getting along with people that I've never I've met my neighbours and I've never met mm. them before and mm. and so, and they write mm. it up the Martin up in articles and it's exciting and people read it and they and they go, That's not my expression no, at this right. time. Yeah, that's right. How come I'm not experiencing that? What I'm experiencing is what you're you've just mm. expressed. Or uh, well, you know, for, for me, as soon as the schooling, homeschooling side of things came after the school holidays, as yep. you mentioned, the wet mm. fish approach, yeah, that, that happened uh, in our house uh, because all of a sudden, how on earth do you manage? Well, in, in my scenario, I was working yep. 
pretty much full time mm. at home uh, with three children mm. doing schooling at home, one of them being a primary school child yep. who needed to be guided and helped whilst I was trying to work yeah. Yeah. at the same time and study. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really all fit in uh, mm. at the same place together, mm -mm. Uh, which we very soon discovered. Uh, in a painful way. <laughs> and again, everybody's experience has been so different because there's some people that have been like, kids doing their school at home, I've just loved it and I've loved being involved with their education and being hands-on and we've done it together and they've really flourished in this time. And then there's others that are like, dear Lord, thank you for schools, thank you for teachers because I could not do this on an ongoing basis. And that's just one aspect of life in schooling, never mind everything else that we do as a normal part of life. And then you get other people who have had, you know, reduced hours or lost their jobs mm. completely are now at home when they're used to being, you know, in that cycle of work uh, and there might be, and then you've got your children at home as well. You've got, uh, there might be someone who's used to having the home to themselves during the day. Mm. Yeah. You put all of that yeah, mixed it's... together, yep. that's a volatile combination. Yep. And then if, if there are other issues on top of that, whether it be addiction or, or domestic violence, mm. any of those levels, it's, it's not, it can, it, it, it has been the reflection that it's also been one of the hardest times mm. in, the, in these last few months. People have learnt a lot. Mm. Yeah, I think we have to give ourselves a bit more grace in it yeah. probably too because I think people were anticipating a time of rest you know, and they certainly experienced that the first couple of weeks, but that was take. I felt like people, it was taken away really quickly just because of circumstances and um, environments. So I think the nature that we really need to learn what it is to give ourselves some grace and some breathing space and some freedom to make decisions or to learn things really quickly and say, this isn't working. Adapt. I'm sick of hearing the word pivot or adapt. <laughs> if I hear. <laughs> Now, don't come up to me as a joke because I won't laugh, all right? I really will not. Um, pivot and adapt are two. I'm just sick of hearing them. Uh, but that's also the reality. You know, people have had to, oh, this hasn't worked. We need to change it. Uh, and we need to have the grace to do that, I think, on an ongoing basis. Mm. It's probably, yeah. I think it's been tiring, like right from the get-go. Very early on, all the emails, particularly in church leadership and probably in other areas oh, of life as well, yeah. but in church leadership, there was all of a sudden, there was nine ways to lead your church through crisis. There yeah. were 26 ways to handle, you know, this crisis. And I'm like, how many people have led the church through a global pandemic before? Mm, mm. Not many, not in this generation. Yeah. So that was draining. Like, and it just, initially we were reading it and trying to take it on, okay, what we could learn. But soon it was just like delete because that became burdensome in itself. It wasn't just dealing with the crisis and trying to care for people, trying to care for family, navigating it through, but this wave of information that was coming in that became tiresome. Yeah, yeah. And being okay with going, actually don't need all that information because, well, you might only be one step ahead of where we're at, but I'll come back to you later. Well, for us, we've, we've talked about culture and context, like mm. what works for us, what can we do, what can't we do, what, we, what might we move into? Mm. Yeah, we I think the phrase we used was simplify and build. Yep. So that's why we do what we're doing. Mm. And then, like for me, I couldn't. And this this is about my heart, I suppose, and who I am. That you know, I couldn't watch a lot of other churches because mm. I found myself um, measuring or comparing and 
you know, what what little changes, you know, we can learn from other people, but at the same time, it almost became, you know, what should we be doing mm. rather than who we are that's a helpful and how do we express this in a healthy way, in a way that honours our community yeah. and honours the people who have the skills and the heartbeat. Because as some people were losing work, other people were having their workload increased, mm. you know. So it's what do you ask of people and, you know, how do you take care of people when we're talking about a virus but we've got people in our teams who are, you know, young families or working in the health industry and so um, health and industry shouldn't be two words together. But um, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, and, uh, you know, and I guess just to go back to your comment too, like a shout-out to all our teachers and to the health professionals yeah. just, Incredible. you know, if – if we ever needed evidence that they're superstars, like yep. mm. they are and they have always been and moments mm. like this have highlighted just how passionate yep. these people dedicated. are, how dedicated, how caring they are yep. and, you know, so. Yeah, just for teachers to have to make that shift very quickly. Mm. Everyone had to shift but teachers, yep. the ones that I know of, that doing video calls with your kids, doing video updates, shifting all the learning that they're skilled and educated to do in a classroom format to going, okay, how do I now connect with 2025 kids mm. via phone calls and, and video and to make that shift. They've done an incredible job of it. Yeah. But the learnings in all of that, like that is one thing that we have, it has been a, a, an acceleration of learning in yep. this time and opportunity. And although it has been one of the hardest times. It also has been an incredible acceleration of learning, whether it be in the medical field as they try and get the vaccine and, you mm. know, across there. That, that They're saying that there will be breakthroughs in so many other fields now that, wow. uh, that they've been able to ex explore and push mm. deeper in and work together across the world yeah, wow. in that f field. So mm. that's, that's exciting mm. that that type mm. of um, work has been done. But also in the technology. I mean, so many people have surprised themselves in, in how they've handled the difficulty, yep. supposed, well, it, yes, technology is hard, mm. uh, but it's actually not as hard as what people thought. Yep. They thought it would be an impossible barrier, but it actually has not been. And that's one of the things that is, has actually really, um, I suppose, been a silver lining for me. In this time, there's been more opportunity yeah, uh, right. for training, for mm. example. Yep. So within both both yeah. of the work that I do, and, and I'm sure people have experienced this in, in whatever work field, you know, that they're in. But so for the church job, I've had opportunity of it connecting with others that are in my field uh, for the first time ever because they decided to do it on Zoom. Mm. We've never, they've never done that before. And as a regionally based person, I was able to attend. Mm. It's not that we haven't asked. We've asked. We've been asking for years and years and years. And we've said, look, for us to attend a meeting like that, we'd have to stay overnight to go to Melbourne and explained it all. Like, please, can't you do it, you know, as, a, as an online? Uh, the answer was no. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's possible. Because it's one of the challenges. If, if you're working in the way that you're doing things, to try and implement something new is really difficult. Mm. Um, and because you're working with the systems and the structures that you know, and to add another element like Zoom or technology into it, if you don't have the people with expertise, that becomes another level that people, you know, I don't, I'm not talking down about people's capacity because no. this no. is me as much as anything. No. To think differently about what another element coming into that is really difficult. Mm. But when you've got no other choice, 
that's where all your energy goes. Mm. Mm. And so, so then you can yeah. go back and say, oh, we mm. can marry these two things together. Mm. And that's the same for us. Like we were probably looking about live streaming yep. in the next five years. Like we won't be taking it off now. Mm. Like mm. that doesn't mean we hope you stay away when we finally <laughs> can gather. Like we want people because the gathering is in, for me. And, and again, yeah. it's yeah. a – the, I've got this increasing struggle with disconnection at the mm. moment. Like it's mm. just the longer this goes on, the heavier I'm feeling mm. at the moment just mm. about I haven't got a crowd of people that yeah. you're seeing face-to-face, yeah. -face, touching, connecting, speaking with, praying yeah. with, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. – anyway, yeah. I'm going to need those tissues in a minute. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually found it the last couple of weeks have been really emotional. Like mm. some days I feel mm. okay and other days oh, I'm just not. Nah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's bizarre. Well, but, maybe it's not bizarre. But, but I mean, the, the opportunities that we have regionally, it, it has always been a barrier. Yeah. And sure. I mean, like in my other workplace, they've, they've always had those barriers too. Oh, no, you can't uh, work in a job in Melbourne, but be based regionally. That's not possible. Well, guess what? I'm currently working yeah. in a job in Melbourne based regionally. Yeah. And there, it was fine because we're all working from home. Mm. These kind of things, we as a region, can get excited about too mm. and to see what opportunities they give us. Uh, it's So, yeah, so don't, it's not, it's not, um, it's all, not all negative. There are, no, no, there are exciting not. things about it. And even just that, um, the possibility of what it might mean going forward as a community. Uh, in my other job, which is a government job, they had a survey and they found that nine and a half out of 10 respondents want to have an aspect of working from home going forward. Nine and a half out of ten. Wow. That's a pretty uh, substantial number of yeah, respondents That's saying big, that they, they want working from home. And they're listening. So they're actually now implemented a new strategy that says, yes, that that is going to be supported in a very strong way going forward. Well, based on that, there'll be a whole lot of government offices that will solve our homeless crisis throughout cities. Well, there you go. <laughs> See? But, yeah, absolutely. And not only, not only do they want to work from home, they also found out 55% of respondents said that they work more efficiently. Like, wow. Yeah, they're more productive wow. when they're working from home. 55% are more productive. Now, I don't think those 55% were also looking after children who were no, schooling well, that, at the same the, time. What's the rest of it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, Stats are a wonderful thing. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously we don't have a big commute time here. <laughs> But the, yes, but that's that's an exciting aspect. Just as the effect on community in mm. general, that the effect it can have on homes. To think that we can have uh, parents actually spending and investing more time with their children yeah. because the commute time is reduced actually really excites yeah, yeah, me. That yeah, excites yeah. me that they can invest into mm. into their children in a more deliberate way. Because for some people, they currently have a three hour. Uh, time, commute time, you know, one and a half hours yeah, each yeah, yeah. each end. Um, uh, I, I couldn't, oh, uh, anyway, but Come they to do. Horsham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Move to Horsham. Move to Horsham, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it happens yeah. and so that's that's a reality of of the post-COVID environment mm. that is that is actually the learnings that are being taken on. Mm. So I'm excited. I'm excited about those kind of breakthroughs. There's a lot still... Um, there's a lot of other things that we, we still haven't, you know, we've still got to digest and work through mm. and uh, there's difficulties still. Mm. I love your enthusiasm. I don't necessarily share on every <laughs> level because I'm just a bit over it. And I, I think one of the aspects of this season is because we, went, because we can, we will. So 
like all the Zoom calls, I think I had like had five in one day one time or five meetings in one day. And so because we can do Zoom, there's an expectation that we do Zoom, that we do an online conference call, which is actually more draining than showing up in person sometimes. And I think one of the other aspects is that we can talk about, you know, so working from home and think about the productivity and you wonder about, you know, do they have kids at home? Because when I'm at home, I can work, but man, if my kids are there, there's a whole lot more things that are appealing to doing my work, like just hanging out with my kids. But I think it's not just working from home and it's not just remote education, but all of that together and none of it can be assessed by itself because it will all have a flow-on yeah. effect. If more people are working from home, what does that mean for transport? What does that mean for the home, working from home industry? What does that mean for the health industry? What does that yeah. mean for local jobs or mm. restaurants or, yeah, it just, it changes yeah. everything. It's not just, well, let's, this will be better because of it. Um, and I, we won't see the impact of it for some time to come. No, we won't. But it's interesting to yeah, absolutely. consider. And how much of it is because we have to? Like for a lot of people, they have to work from home. Yeah. When they've got the choice, like this is a season that we're going through and some things you can enjoy or appreciate or endure for a season, but when the pressure's off, what will people want to go back to or what will people want to do instead? Or what new freedom will they have yep. found that will become the new distraction? Mm. Um, and I think that's the other thing. Like we don't really know how to apply these things together with a normal sense of living because at the moment there is really restrictions around how we engage, participate, mm. participate in community, mm. participate in normal everyday things. Mm. You know, I mean, what the gyms can are limited. Our local YMCA isn't open. There's a couple of other gyms that are open, but they're limited with how many people. But mm. conversations with people about how that how they respond to that and how they feel about that. Um, so it's, mm. you know, it is creative. Like, you know, um, shout out to Planet Feel Good, but, you know, so Lisa's having people come back into the room, but she's also still staying operating on Zoom for people who want to stay at home. Wow. So the whole exercise industry's mm. changed dynamic mm. as well. Um, the funeral really, industry's well, changed. Yeah, well, the funerals, yeah, that's that yeah. all, yeah. They're so. saying they've learned so much from this process and, and yep. they've actually found an increased participation from people uh, in many different ways, not not just participating via the live stream or the, the delayed stream, but but in other ways, creative ways as well. Yep. And so they're, they're looking at reshaping the industry. So it's very interesting, the things that have been learnt through this process and how they're looking at taking those, those things forward. Mm. But the real, the real key and the real cue is going to be in 12, 18 months. Mm. After mm. life, after all the lockdowns and restrictions are lifted, it'll be 12 to 18 months after that before we really mm. know how we've gone mm. in applying these lessons to the normal rigours of life. Mm. Um, because at the moment, it's so focused and yep. so restricted. Yep. And yeah. that's a real challenge. Yeah, but I guess mm. um, you know, thinking about the connection with people, like it's fascinating me more more time for people in an old-fashioned way. Mm. Um, you know, for me, that's that's really interesting. Like those things have never been taken away. Mm -hmm. You know, I think 
maybe we've become more aware and more dynamic in terms of, oh, actually, I, I can do this and I'm going to make some time. You know, I think of people so I respond to that thought mm. rather than just letting life take me away. Yeah. Um, I remember a conversation we had early on with someone who wasn't sure about making phone calls. They came onto our pastoral team and we, uh, we did the ring around the whole church and, um, you know, and the comment was, oh, why do I need a pandemic to do this? Yeah. Like, I could actually continue to do this and you think yeah well there's a maturing person in Jesus mm. like actually mm. I've got a gift I can respond I can call mm. I don't need an excuse I can ring someone up and mm. even if it's someone I don't know like mm. <laughs> yeah and this is this in this time we're learning more about relationships yeah. um, because we've got very good at um, what programs or just yes. relying on those programs mm-hmm. for connection or relying on leaders to yep to lead us in, in that connection, um, but we've, it's almost like we have to take the initiative ourselves yeah. um, to actually connect with others. And so, um, yeah, so we've got that relationship connection, hopefully, that that's been happening. Um, I know a number of stories of those types of connections that have been. It's also been a time that we've been able to stop and think about our relationship with God and yep. where is that? And so we're not just relying on the Sunday morning mm-hmm. uh, turn up here um, experience. We need to be making decisions about what does it mean to us in our new norm, mm-hmm. our, our, our new experience of, uh, yeah, of, of our life. Yep. Yeah. I found that aspect difficult like in terms of, being returned to old-fashioned ways or however it was expressed. Because my way pre-COVID was catching up with people one-on-one at a cafe, having a good conversation over coffee or over over lunch. So for a number of months now, I haven't been able to do that. There's other ways and being able to do that for sure, but it's not actually the same as engaging in face-to-face conversation. Um, And that's... Yeah, that's been really hard. And the longer it's gone, it started to ease up a little bit. But now it feels weird to actually go and sit with somebody at a cafe. You can do it, but it's, now it just feels awkward. And the time frame, like you're limited to an hour. Yep. Like most cafes say you've only got an hour. Yeah. You know, um, I guess my encourage, I, I think, again, we need to give ourselves some grace, but we also need to have our, an increase in our patience. Yeah. Um, particularly with one another, like you know, for ourselves um, and each other, yeah. You mean ourselves and with each other, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and with people who work in cafes, like even the whole no. idea of cafes, like going to a cafe is not a right. No, it is an absolute. <laughs> what? But, oh, I know, but we, you know, some of the you know, I won't get fired up. <laughs> Shout out to the hospitality industry too. Uh, so you've much. done a great job, absolutely. Mm. Yes, uh, we've shared the coffee love mm. over the last few weeks, absolutely. Um, but you know, just. Some we have this demand of what we should have access to yes. all the time because I can. Mm. Um, and you might have more money than the person working in hospitality, but if they weren't there, you wouldn't be getting good coffee. So, you know, like we have done grace our bit and to patience try and, was the whole point of that. Yeah, yeah, we have done our bit to try and sustain the local cafe industry through this troubling time. <laughs> yes. In terms of catching up with people global pandemic or not, one of the ways that I like to connect with people is if somebody comes to mind, shoot them a text or give them a call. Like let's not wait for the program or the yeah. the um, 
ministry per se, but I really feel if we're as followers of Jesus, if we're connected to Holy Spirit and a name comes to mind, shoot him a text, give him a call. I, I realise that's that is tiring and taxing in itself sometimes, but that can just be a quick kind of contact to let people know that you're thinking of them. We've got to do that without expecting too much in return. Like any any mm. ministry, whether you're paid or whether you're doing it because it's placed upon your heart or responding however, yep. any ministry we offer is a gift that you never really know how it will be received and you do a lot without expecting anything mm. in return. Mm. Um, I've gone back to handwriting letters. Sorry to all those who struggle <laughs> to read my writing, but hope you get the personal gist of it. Um, I have, I have, don't the, laugh at me. I'm sorry. trying to be really I'm trying. good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I can't believe I you're laughing that. at me about that. Uh, no, not at the fact that you've written, handwritten notes no, to people. I no, love I that know. you've done that. Yeah. You're laughing at my writing. <laughs> Correct. Yep. Yeah. Rude. I think it's great. Well done, Simon. Rude. The thing is, though, I'm mindful every time I write one of those letters, what stopped me from doing this? Yeah. Like there's a sense of... Why did I? Why do you stop doing this? Yeah, like it's not hard to write half a dozen letters a week. Well, no, but it's no, it what you make time for, isn't it? So yeah. there's been other things in terms of church processes and leadership and things. That in this window, we've gone. Yeah. Well, these other things aren't happening. We have time to explore this, mm. and so we've been able to concentrate more time. Mm. Or admin staff have been able to concentrate some more time uh, looking at different things that were very difficult to spend time on in the normal run of life because there's these other things happening. Yeah. And that this time is a time of reset. That is oh, one. It has to be. Yeah. Has that to is be. one thing because not only is it a time that we're learning a great deal, you know, all the things we were talk, we've been talking about, but it is also an opportunity because things are on pause. So, yeah, yeah within the church we're taking that opportunity and re-looking at systems and processes and re-looking at, at where it is that we – what is it that we – come out how how is it that we come out of this yep. uh, but it's important for for all of us mm. individually as well oh, how do we as people as yourself as a family what's important to come out of this um who who are we in our own identity and what are the things do mm. we pick up and not pick up i know i was talking to a family who um goodness they're heavily involved in in many 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 things and uh, she was saying that She's saying it's actually been quite nice. Mm, yeah. It's been actually lovely just to spend time yep. at home. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering about how I'm going to transition back when we start having nighttime meetings again. Like we do have Zoom calls still, but that's less than the nighttime meetings because I love being home at nighttime. So I'm like, mm, that would be a bit of a transition when we start doing those things again, whenever that might be. Oh, there'll be culture shock coming back the other way. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there'll be things that we expect some familiarity, like we'll look forward to gathering again, but there'll be some changes to the way that we gather. Mm. And even for the first few months, like the expectations that might be placed upon us, you mm. know, there's some decisions that, you know, we've already talked about what we may or may not include. Mm. I don't want to just chill with me. <laughs> um, but, you know, there'll be some things that will be really familiar about it. Mm. And life-giving mm. and other things that will look around and go, oh, you know, I, I don't exactly know the fullness of that at the moment, but I think that's the other thing about resetting. Like we look forward to the familiarity, 
but when things are changed and they're familiar, it'll be a shock again. Mm. And we need to we need to come back and be ready for that as mm. individuals, not yep. coming back and saying, I want to make sure it's it's the way I want it to be mm. um, because we, we know that that's only going to cause problems. Which has never been about anyway. No. <laughs> now, my, my hope out of this season for the church, for the kingdom of God, is actually we realise what the kingdom of God is called mm-hmm. to be about. Like we remember our mission. Like the, the phrase is the mission is the same, the method is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And if this time is reminded of anything, it's that. The mission mm. is the same, the method is changing. Mm. The methods aren't the same. Um, and our connection, all that has changed that mm. dramatically. Mm. Um, and that's one of the things that I hold on to is God is not worried. Yeah. And he's not sitting on his throne really surprised at what's happening at yeah. the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like he is still God of all creation and we are with him and he's with us through every step of the way. One of the other aspects you mentioned earlier about we'll see fallout for one of a better um, expression, you know, 12, 18 months. I was listening to a podcast that talked about, it was talking about hidden deaths and it was looking at um, the tsunami that hit, I think it's Fukushima nuclear power station in Japan. Yeah. yeah. And so they were talking about the pain that, and suffering that people went through in the immediate time, you know, the weeks and months straight after and looking at the suicide rate as people kind of grappled with the, wow. what happened in that time. But the, looking at the data, they were saying there were still people taking their own lives directly related to Fukushima and having to leave their homes, leave their families, whatever it might have been, three or more years after it. Wow, wow, yeah. But that's never counted as part of no. the deaths relating to wow. Fukushima. Yeah. And not to be morbid, but I think we've got to be mindful and aware, aware of how everybody, yes, we respond as a community, but individuals will respond in different ways. Because for some people just going through and we still have an income, we still have family, we still have home, other people have lost so much more than that and are really grappling with it. And we might not be aware of the, the fallout of that, for a while to come. Well, I think just to go into that a bit deeper too, like for me, I've been reading five Psalms a day for three months now. Mm. So I've just gone back, finished the Psalms, gone back and started. And it's not that I'm particularly remembering, but key words are God is faithful. Mm -hmm. Praise God, Mm. celebrate God. And I I guess for me, even in that, as I said earlier, like the whole sense of um, feeling a bit emotional, like it's not hiding that from God. It's God, Mm. you know, I don't know about this today, Mm. but here I am anyway Mm. kind of thing. and that's like it's been that kind of anchor point for me just to take yeah. those. You know, it's not that I even I'm not very good at sitting and reflecting on stuff for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> done that, move on. Um, it doesn't mean I don't reflect on stuff. You're laughing at me again. Um, I'm laughing with you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, but it's just something that's been a good anchor point for mm. me. Mm. Did you want to go? Something yeah, I'll, I'm just talking about what's been. Uh, what scriptures sort of been yeah. resonating for me. And, and I, I shared this at the leadership community, but it's still resonating. So I thought, yeah, yeah. well, it's, yeah. I'll share it again. Yeah. Um, and that's Jeremiah 6, 16, uh, that says, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it mm. and you'll find rest for your souls. Mm. 
I came across this verse uh, in February uh, when I was at a retreat uh, in Goulburn as part of my studies. And the timing now in reflection was, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. Because to have this as a, as a key verse that we, we were given and to reflect on and just to know, um, be reminded that I am loved by God mm. and you can all be reminded of this too, mm, mm. that the truth of how much uh, we are loved, how much God loves me and that that's where my identity is. Mm. And, and then everything that came, all of this chaos and trickiness and difficulties, uh, that can be where we stand. So mm. be firm in the standing to start with. And then once we, we can stand, then we can, we can look and, and ask and to be looking and asking for help, asking for different ways and, and being curious about mm. things and, and not to be afraid that that's okay. And, and then to be walking, walking with God, walking with others and, and to be creative in that. And, uh, and, and that's okay mm. too, to, to not be afraid of that. But in all of that, to be confident in the rest and to continue to know the true source of that rest mm. and how important, although, you know, for it has been an incredibly busy time. I know quite a lot of you have found a lot of rest in this last three months. It has not been my experience. It has been probably one of the busiest times yeah. of my yeah. life, um, you know, particularly with um, the Ma family and yeah. the difficulty that they've had being separated mm. with Laura leaving and then John and the kids not being able to follow because of COVID-19. Mm. Um, that has been a really, tr really tricky time. And to be able to manage that with my family as well and all the other things that were going on, it's, it has not been what I expected mm. uh, the last three months to be. But to know, to be able to come back and know and stand firm in, in who God has made me to mm. be, and know that he loves me mm. as the place that I stand. Um, and, to, and then out of that is the expression of all the rest. Mm. So that's been, keeps resonating, mm. daily resonating for me is that verse. What was it, Jeremiah? Jeremiah 6 verse 16, A. <laughs> a. Well, it doesn't have the whole verse. Sure. What have you opened up to? Have you got your, like, did you open to something specific? Oh, well, hey. I'm reading through two parts of the Bible at the moment um, and I'm in Deuteronomy in the morning and then I'm in 1 and 2 Peter at night and different, completely different, you know, separated by thousands of years, but his Deuteronomy is just coming into, they're in the promised land, here's the laws and the decrees, brought you out of slavery. Um, here's 1 Peter, 2 Peter, after Jesus has walked the earth and ascended into heaven, here's people trying to figure out what it is to live as sons and daughters of God as co-heirs with Christ and, and to walk in that freedom despite everything that's going on around them. God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. Hmm. I, I, I just marvel at who he is and what he's yeah. like and his faithfulness. Hmm. Like even with the children of Israel and he's like, I brought you out of Egypt and they complained about that. Like they were in slavery, <laughs> they cried out because of the work they had to do. <laughs> He brings them out and they wanted to go back because they had fish and cucumbers. Yeah. I just... And slavery. And slavery. <laughs> oppression. Horrible oppression. And they wanted to return because they faced a massive unknown. Yeah. Mm. And they looked at everything before them 
And they're like, man, don't know how this is going to turn out. No. Despite all the promises from God about this is the land I'm giving you, this is what lies ahead. And it's just, um, oh, it makes me think, all right, Lord, what are you inviting me into? What, what does it look like to continue to trust you even when I don't know what it looks like daily? What does that look like? Rather than getting caught up in my own fears or insecurities or my own selfishness. It comes back to all like identity and all that. Like, how big is my God? Yeah. How how big is the God that I trust? Mm. Do I believe that He sustains us? Do mm. I believe that He will carry us through? Do I believe that He actually is aware of this mm. and is interested in this? Do I believe He's actually interested in how I'm feeling through mm. this, good and bad? Um, do I believe He's interested in my family when the world's imploding in the families and mm. you know where things aren't going well is God interested in that for me enough for me to go to God and say this stinks mm. you know um, or I don't know what to do here God like do I trust God enough in who he is mm. and in the knowledge of who I am in him mm. like for me just the last certainly the last three months but over the last few years just to seek to be established and enjoy the relationship with a loving father who who is and remains faithful. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Last week we talked about looking at the life of Jesus as what it looks like to love God and and to what does it mean to sin. And Jesus didn't, but set us the perfect example. And to look at Jesus and the night that he's betrayed and he prays, Father, you know, if it's all possible, yep. take this cup away from yep. me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Here's Jesus in the ultimate hour of need. Jesus, the son of God, one with God, who is God, but complete reliance yep. Yep. on the Father and to hold on to him above all else. Even the people around him like were having a nap. They couldn't pray with him. He's like, well, I'm not giving up because the people around me have failed me. Yeah. Jesus remains the hope of the world. Do you have any mm. final no, I'm thoughts? No, all good. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? So I was just I was just thinking about a summary, like, and maybe yep. we haven't tapped into anything that's helpful to you, but I hope we have. But there's a diversity of responses. There's a lot of things that we can learn through this season. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that we are yet to learn, particularly mm. as we move back into or when the restrictions are lifted. Uh, I think an increase of grace and patience towards ourselves and to one another is mm. continuing to be especially with the movement of government restrictions and levels of anxiety that might come around that. And as always, we continue to encourage um, our community to press into the heart of God as a loving yep. Father. Yep. Jesus is the hope of the world. And mm. if you haven't yet declared that, mm. you just need to be wherever you are and say, Jesus, I need to trust you. Yes. And whatever circumstances you're in, you can say, I want to confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour and trust him and surrender everything that we have to him, whether that be our finances, our families, our workplaces, our lack of work, uh, and keep trusting in him. Mm. Like for all the experiences, I know that God is faithful. We know that God is faithful yeah. and we want you to discover that as well. Mm. Uh, we really hope that you've enjoyed this series. Thanks for being with us. Uh, every blessing to you and continue the conversations with your friends, with your families, with your neighbours, uh, believing that we are transforming the community in the name of Jesus. Thanks, friends.